Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disney Plus or Minus. I am Danielle. I'm Natalie, and this is our 26th episode, which means our podcast has officially made its way past its quarter-life crisis, so hopefully we're calmed down in this one. We're (laughs) ready for our second quarter of life, which realistically is actually our second third of life, if you really think about the average lifespan, but who knows how long this pod will last. Is the average lifespan only like 70-something? I thought it's been like increasing. 77, I believe. Really? I believe it's 77 really upsetting honestly isn't it oh it's 78.54 um <laughs> as of 2018 my apologies and in the united states it's significantly lower than other countries i was just Germany, gonna say <laughs> yeah which is not surprising at all to me yeah um maybe something to do with our healthcare system i don't know just saying women have a higher life expectancy at 81 years that so maybe our pod will make it longer because it's run by two women there you go also i'm pretty sure single women have higher life expectancies than married women so really this pot is set up for success (laughs) also the country with the highest uh life expectancy is hong kong at 85.29 and a close second japan at 85.03 and i believe i know okinawa is not recognized as its own country but i think that's even higher than japan i think it's one of those blue zones and the only reason i'm bringing this up is because i just watched karate kid one two and three um (laughs) Are you prepping yourself for Cobra Kai? <laughs> no, I already watched Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. See, the thing is, Cobra Kai was trending on Netflix when I was sick with COVID. And so mm. I watched seasons one and two. And then season three just came out in January. So I watched it. And then I was like, all right, I got to go back and watch Karate is, Kid again. Is that show good? Because literally the other day, me and Kevin were talking. We're like, how is that show good? Like, we hear so many good things about it. But it, I can't imagine myself sitting down and enjoying that. So it's like... A show that is nostalgic to watch because the acting is not that like it's like the acting like as as a sitcom if that makes sense. So imagine you were a Full House fan and then you watched Fuller House, mm, and so mm-hmm. the acting is not great, but you like it because the characters. That makes but then sense. it is a step up from that in that there's like a lot of action and the fighting is really cool and the effects with it are cool. Hmm. Uh, but the acting is like the equivalent of a sitcom, I would say interesting i did not expect that yeah well, but right. it's it's an enjoyable show i enjoyed it i watched all three seasons so it's not like on the top of my list but i could i could see myself attempting it at some point i just finished yeah. bridgerton um i don't know if you, you watched that i did not and i assumed you watched it because you said you were watching a lot of british tv and that was beforehand I, okay i literally started oh. bridgerton yesterday and finished it today <laughs> um oh, wow. yeah I, I don't think i will because from the tiktoks that i've watched about it like it just seems like I wouldn't enjoy it. I think I'd be bored. It is like a Regency version of like Gossip Girl where there's like this like other person like narrating some shit throughout the whole thing and there's just like drama and like relationships and like who's uh, marrying the king basically. Shit like that. I don't know if I'm prepared to get sucked into it. Possibly. I'll think on it. The other thing is I'm reading the Game of Thrones books right now and one thing you should know about reading the Game of Thrones books is that when you're reading them you have to tell everyone you're reading them. Right? (laughs) And you have to tell everyone you've read them. Anyway, I'm almost... With I'm that, done with- I've read the first one and, and uh, about a third of the second one, and then I never went back. <laughs> yeah, so I'm almost done with the first one, and so I think I'm going to rewatch that. So I like I can't add mm-hmm. other shows mm-hmm. to the list. Right no, now. that's totally about. That's exactly how my brain works. Is like once the, yeah. I'm like in the like motion of much. like one like, thing, please. exactly. And I I just was able to reset a little bit. I have more time. Um, Christina and Kevin left me, so I'm all alone. So I I have time to watch the things I've been avoiding and that's how you watch Perfect. a season of Bridgerton in less than 24 hours. <laughs> and in the longest digression I think that we've ever <laughs> opened with, what oh. I can say is I also had time to watch this movie this week. Which had- I'm just going to reveal I'm just going to reveal it. Reveal it, but we might not get to it immediately. I'm just saying because <laughs> I have more things to say. <laughs> Please say your more things then I will reveal it. I'll hold the people okay. in bated breath. Because what got us somehow what got us here is you mentioning that it was our 26th episode, right? Which Yes. Not only means we're past our quarter-life crisis, but that also means that we're, one, officially past our actual year anniversary. That happened, like, yes. two days ago. I think January 14th. Um, we're recording this on the 16th. So I think the 13th, but okay. What, whatever. It happened this week. We didn't acknowledge it, but we acknowledged it in our uh, um, oh, shows. Right. It's okay. We, we're celebrating it. There's going to be a bonus episode. Oh, you would have already 
heard the once this comes out, you already heard that bonus episode. Wow. Look at us being ahead of things. Right. Um, I know it's crazy. It's procrastinating and I did coin Ooh, that word for myself. I love that. I'm really bad at that. Um, so yeah, so happy official one year. We're past that mark. Love that for us. We're all like Natalie said, we're putting those first 25 movies are back on the shelf. We're in a new, new era. Um, and also being this is our 26th episode, this is the last episode that you will hear that Natalie is still 26. Remember? Yes. <laughs> I just had to Wait, remind everybody. We are recording this 26th episode while we are both 26. Yeah. This episode will also come out the day after I cease to be 26. Rip. Oh my God. So we will be up to our. Wait. Oh my God. <laughs> the day that this comes out is the first day where I'm in my 26th age and <laughs> also will be like the start of us having to prepare for our 27th episode. Wow. It's all it's all lining up. And I said those numbers wrong, <laughs> but you know what I mean. I'm just taking your right. word on it. Whatever. Exactly. Anyway, so here we go. The movie we chose, I won't even, I won't hold you any longer. The movie we chose is called Jumping Ship. Now, if you haven't heard of Jumping Ship, maybe you've heard of it by its second, its stage <laughs> name, Horse Sense 2. Oh my God. So we thought, what, what? better movie for our first sequel than horse sense 2 which a year ago it existed yeah one didn't know this existed i i have a lot to say about jumping ship and like my preconceived notions about it but like had you said at the beginning of this podcast our first sequel that we do is is the sequel to (laughs) horse sense i don't think i would have ever even understood what that sentence meant Correct. Now, what Disney Plus says, uh, modern day pirates leave two cousins stranded on an island. Spooky. Need I say more? No. Uh, initial, initial release, August 17th, 2001. I totally cut you off there. You're good. I was going to cut in and say the initial release, which like, that's not how we do this. Usually one of it's us reads all the stuff. Correct. So I was, I was just trying to change it up flow. now. It's, this I'm is sorry. your quarter life crisis. I'm You're so trying sorry. to change the way things are. We're past it. We're past things it. Things are a certain way. Okay. I know. It is categorized as coming of age. Don't know why. And action <laughs> adventure. Most certainly at an hour and 32 minutes. And it has a 62% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. I don't know how my I feel pre- about that, that audience score yet. I feel like I have to think about I, that. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. All right, my <laughs> pre-movie thoughts. Jumping Ship, also known as Horse Sense 2, never seen or even heard of it, but do I need to know more? Um, I'm in, intentionally not watching any previews or reading anything about it because I want to be pleasantly surprised and spoiled. I should have written, I hope, uh, just <laughs> as I was for the OG Horse Sense. Excellent. Um, I have definitely never seen this one. Um, I had heard of it and I had heard like other people liking it. I think people had positive uh, vibes toward this movie, but, and I just, I don't know. I didn't know it had anything to do with horse sense. And then once, like when we were going through our movies last time, once we discovered it was horse sense too, like we were like, oh, absolutely. This is what we are doing. Um, I was really excited to return to our favorite cousins, AKA the Lawrence brothers and but like the one liner of the modern day pirates thing that like made me really skeptical whether or not this would be like a realistic or interesting movie. So I was skeptical going in. It simply made me think of the movie Captain Phillips, which truly scared the crap out of me when I watched it. Have you ever seen that movie? I want to say yes, but I, I, I don't think I've seen like the whole thing. Like so I, it's, it's the movie where he says, I'm, I'm the, the captain, captain now. Yeah. Like yeah. I know what movie, but like I can't remember me sitting down and watching it start to finish. I definitely watched it start to finish. It was very scary. And I talk about it in this. Uh, in it's my very scary. <laughs> All right. So the movie starts just as we would suspect. We are back on the Montana ranch. There is a much older Tommy riding a mm, horse. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, I miss this. The glory days. <laughs> he has grown. Um, and we very soon see some shots of you know him on the ranch. And then we, we cut to our friend Michael, who's his cousin, who's like, behind some i guess what looks like kind of stalks of corn ish or something yeah it looks like corn yeah so it looks like he's you know in an agricultural-esque area um he's on the phone with the aunt who i forget her aunt i don't remember her name i don't know her name but it's tommy's mom tommy's mom exactly he's on the phone with tommy's mom so that was confusing for me for a second because i was like huh is he like 
on the right. ranch, like talking to but her he, on the phone. He reveals his himself to us. He tells her like, hey, I'm like growing my own stuff. And then we find out that he's going to be taking Tommy to Australia, which truly came out of nowhere. Like that shocked me. I was, that was the plot twist of the century, I think. <laughs> like they're going to Australia. And Very then far we, away. we go back to Michael and we pan out and we see that he has the world's smallest plot of land. So imagine if you were playing The Sims, this would be a <laughs> two by three. So you would have six blocks for this. Pretty much. Is, is that an accurate assumption? You would I make? would argue maybe two by four, but two by three sounds accurate. Two by four I could have gone with as well. Yeah. Here's a question while we're on that note. Do you ever see like paths in real life or rooms and you imagine how many blocks that would be if you were playing The Sims? You know, I don't think I actively do that. I, part of me feels like if, 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 okay, if I were like redecorating a room or like moving into a new space, absolutely. But like just mm-hmm. existing in one, no. But like if I'm in the action of actually like doing like making a room or something or like I, I don't understand. know you know like I do it almost daily I would say <laughs> the place that I do it every time is you know in my kitchen that very tiny bathroom that just hosts a toilet and barely enough space for you to stand absolutely I do every time I go in there I think this would be a two by one absolutely the one is yeah. the toilet and <laughs> the second one is where you stand yeah. and that would be it that's and the it size would- of it that's it <laughs> but I can't like Every time I go in that bathroom, I think that. I'm like, I'm standing on the one and the toilet's on the other and that's the whole room. Okay. Anyway, so he has the smallest plot of land and we see that actually he is not tending to the corn himself. He has some guy tending to the corn. So I'm like, oh God, at the end of the last movie, um, Michael like kind of like learned the worth of working for something, I guess. And he has reverted. He's fully reverted. Literally, my question here, I said, Michael, I thought we grew up. Like, what? Like, I was very confused. I really thought that, I don't know, I had higher hopes for him. Like, that, yes. whatever. And I reference this a lot in the movie. Same. And the other thing we find out is then uh, Michael gets on the phone with Tommy and he tells him that he hired a private yacht to take them deep sea fishing for two days before they get to the resort. And all I wrote is, can you say yikes? Because um, <laughs> I immediately thought of the pirates. That's, I mean, that's true. They told us there was going to be pirates. Right. Um, but one thing here, Tommy's like so excited and it's really, really cute. Mm-hmm. Like he was amped to talk to Michael. He's super excited for this trip. His mom said he'd been packed for like days. So like, I don't know. I just was like excited that he was excited. But like yes. knowing obviously how these movies go, I knew that his his hopes were going to be crushed real, real soon. So crushed. Also, also one thing that is pretty insignificant here, but I just want to mention it, is that some guy drives up to mm-hmm. the ranch and... We learn that it's like a guy that like likes his mom, but they're not exactly dating or they like each other. And he gives Tommy a gift and Tommy like puts it to the side. He's like, I don't want it because this is not my dad. And so that's just, just keep that in the back of your mind as we move forward in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut back to California where Michael is. Yes. And his and dad. He, yeah. So, yeah. His, his dad approaches him. He's like lounging in the pool, relaxing. With a whatever. shirt on, tanning with a shirt on. But open, so you know he's getting he's getting just like right. that he's middle section. He's getting just the middle chest tan. <laughs> That's exactly That's where look, you want actually. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And basically, his dad's like, uh, I just got off the phone with our accountant. Like he said that you spent four thousand dollars more than you originally said you were going to for this Australia trip. Like, what the fuck's up with that? And Michael was basically like, Oh yeah, well, I talked to Roxanne, and you know she's going to be in Hawaii, and so I figured like I can just have her come by and we can hang out. And so he invited her and then offered to pay for her entire trip which apparently means four thousand more dollars here's a question who the fuck is roxanne i i don't know and did i miss something or do they only briefly mention her once more this entire movie literally once more so what is the why couldn't he have just said oh i hired a private yacht like why do they have to make this roxanne storyline because it just confused me i don't know I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think too hard about it, and I'm just I thought just it was going to come up. But all I could think whenever <laughs> I hear the name Roxanne is Roxy from Chicago. And yeah. I'm going to rouge my knees. Yeah. I knew those lyrics way too early in life. <laughs> oh, right. absolutely. So anyway, dad is like, you know, when you come back from this trip, like, you're going to have to get a job. Like, I offer you a job filing stuff at my law firm. And he's like, no, like, I'm not going to do that. That's such a lowly position. Mm -hmm. Can I be a partner? And he's like, you don't have a law degree. So uh, (laughs) no, it's going to be a no. 
Um, but anyway, he's not happy. And uh, yeah, so he ends not happy, but he's getting ready for his trip. And so that kind of goes to the back of his mind as well. But also just keep that stored in the back of your mind as we mm-hmm. move forward. Lots of setup Literally here. Literally next scene, we're in Sydney, Australia. Uh, yeah, actually. No, sorry. There's like a little, a, a small little I know, smidgen. but I said it before. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just, I had a, a, an issue with Tommy's literal word choice was he was just like clearly upset about the whole like new man in his mom's life. And he's like, I don't know how to explain it. I just don't want another dad. And I was like, okay, you seem to explain it like pretty clearly. Like that's, that's a pretty normal feeling for like a kid to have. And you just, you put it into words. So like, there you go. But anyway, here's a question I have. And I did not look this up. So we're just going to guess on it. How many flights do you think Tommy had to take to get from Montana to Sydney? Okay, well, here's a question for you. How many flights did it take you to get from New York to Sydney? Great question. Um, I did not go directly from New York to Sydney, but if I had, it would have taken three. Where'd you go from? Florida? No, I went from New York to Houston, Houston to New Zealand. Right, right, right. Then we went New Zealand all the way north, then we drove down. Okay, so it would have taken- I actually think technically I probably could have done it in two- but I think it would have taken three. My thought is he would have to at least go from Montana to some big city. Mm-hmm. And then from some big city, probably to like LA. I- I'm saying like from his ranch in Montana to like a bigger city in Montana. And then like a small plane, which is what, remember, Michael took us, had to take a small plane to a small airport. True. So I yes. think a small plane and then to LA and then maybe to Sydney. So I'm thinking, th- I'm thinking three or four. Uh, minimum i'm also just laughing at how i immediately was like okay well he's got to go east when like it's much easier to, to go oh. west <laughs> definitely go west i was like well i think you can get from montana to new york and then from oh no I see. you I want see. to go west i'm right you want to go geography is hard west east i thought you said west i am frighteningly good at geography it's like one of my best skills i don't know how i developed it i love that for you i i think i missed like the geography boat in school i don't know like there's like all those like quizzes online where you can like you know like do all the states and like exactly and like put them all in the right place and like once we get to that little like mid mid usa section oof it's out it's not good so the boys are in Sydney. They pull up to the port in a limo. They get out. They are wearing the same suit. They it's both so bad. have They both have identical frosted tips. Um, and Tommy makes a comment of like, why are you making me wear this? And he's like, stop, you look cool. Anyway, so they're standing there trying to figure their stuff out. They mm-hmm. like tip the limo driver. And this woman is like watching them. And Very she gets sus. up. She walks by. She accidentally bumps into um, Michael. Michael. And whoa, when we're walking away, we see she has his wallet. Um, Michael does not notice. And they walk down the pier and they get on a giant fucking yacht. And we're like, wow, the yacht that he hired. Like, great. Questions um, about yeah. this yacht. How the fuck? He just, he literally just picked one. He just he did. picked one and just I believe the fuck on. that in his arrogance, he chose the largest one and assumed that was the one he got. That's 1000% what happened. And as he soon gets as- on. Yeah, as soon as he yeah. gets on, he... he gets on, and the guy is like, <laughs> "Go ahead, no, you're oh, fine." It's just like he gets on the yacht and he starts like eating the food. He starts like just throwing down his bags, like just living like it's like like even if this was his purchased yacht, whatever. Like, I don't know. You just like don't do like if even if you walk into like a really nice hotel, you don't just start like lounging everywhere and like right. eating everything. Like you wait for someone to like direct you where to go or like offer to help you. Right. Which is why I say again, he's fully regressed. Yes. Also, one thing I want to add, the guy comes up to them on the boat and he's like, um, what are you doing here? And the guy's like, oh, this is the yacht like we chartered. And the guy's like, no, 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 this is not a charter. This is a private yacht. And I am sad to inform you that I immediately knew what the man meant. Um, <laughs> and that is from watching the show Below Deck. Um, My dad loves Do you know the show. difference? 
do you know like would a normal person know what that man meant when he says that from context clues i gathered that a private yacht is like someone literally owns that yacht and like the family goes on it every day whatever whereas a charter is like one you can rent out through a business and like get that for the day or like weekend or whatever yes okay perfect just making sure context so the dude is like literally this is not a boat that gets rented so you can't possibly (laughs) it's like you just walked into someone's house like you walked in someone's home exactly instead of an airbnb exactly yes so anyway uh he's like okay well like is this not the tiffany he's like no the tiffany is a little bit down the way and they're like okay so they're looking for the tiffany um and as they're walking down like tommy's saying hi to all the people that are on their yachts and we see the woman who stole the wallet like get on a yacht herself and like talk to these other two guys and like it took me a second for me to be like oh are these the modern day pirates that they were talking about like it, I just expected them to look like more pirate-like because they were just three normal-ass looking people. Modern day pirates. I Now, I, here's a I question know. I have for you. Did they ever give these three people a name? I don't think any of them had names, no. Okay, I great. never so, referred to them by name. The entire movie, I refer to them as the criminals, but I realize now I should have referred to them as the pirates, but I'm yeah. going to go with the criminals and you okay. can go with the pirates because yep. I'm sure that's what you named them. I did. I named them the pirates. There was the guy pirate, like there was the main guy pirate, the girl pirate, and then the blonde pirate. Got <laughs> Amazing. So they are just the criminals to me. Mm-hmm. So perfect. Perfect. Um, so anyway, so they walk all the way down to the end of the pier. I assume this is like some sort of signal of wealth. And they mm. get to the Tiffany, which looks just like an old fishing boat. Yep. Um, and we get perhaps my favorite scene in <laughs> the entire movie, which is the guy who runs the boat looks up and I'm like, oh my God, it's the third <laughs> Lawrence brother. Yes, the third so their Lawrence third brother. brother is the captain of the boat. And so I'm just going to reveal to you now that this whole movie is literally just these three brothers. This whole <laughs> How movie. fun is that, though? How cool is that, that they just get to, like, make movies together as three like, brothers? They, like, they are the whole... Like, there's a yeah. few other sub-characters, but it's mostly just the three of them. It's just the Lawrence brothers, which... I, I think it's great that he got a bigger role in this one, because yes. if you remember from Horse Sense... snubbed last time. Yeah. Here's the thing. Who's the most attractive Lawrence brother? Oh, this one. I always this mix one. them up. Matthew. Matthew. This is Matthew. Why, Matthew 100%. Why was he not cast as Michael? Exactly. Well, I think they didn't want to make him look like such a bad guy because Michael sucks. You know? Yeah. So like, why choose another brother to make look like a bad guy? I don't know. He got that, that iconic airport moment in Horse <laughs> and that's it. So, so by the way his character's name is jake right but his real name is matthew lawrence yes i want to add in i did in fact google him immediately after seeing his face because i was like what else do i know him from Mm -hmm. and i actually couldn't find what it was but i found i think the most incredible piece of information i don't know if you know this do you know who he's married to oh my god no who cheryl from dancing with the stars wait matthew lawrence yeah no fucking way i literally was like <laughs> no what way. i'm gonna look it up again because now i don't even believe it myself i don't believe it first of all he's an aquarius so just keep that in the back of your mind oh my god and yeah cheryl burke from as Dance of like the Stars. 2019 that's recent yeah <gasps> yeah oh my god Isn't that this is crazy so str- i don't know why that's so strange to me it's like i love so it strange i, I love know. cheryl it comes out of nowhere but it's so weird that literally comes out of nowhere oh my god but yeah so love fun that fact. for them that Good is a know. fun fact mm-hmm. love it so anyway he is on the <laughs> boat and jake so the two of them are on the boat i'm sorry i got a little lost matthew and tommy are on the boat they decide they're gonna go and jake is like hey can you give the rest of the payment to me and he's like Ugh, i didn't want to do it till we get there but like sure and he reaches in his pocket and he realizes his wallet is missing so he can't pay for the boat dun 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 um but jake is like understanding and um matthew's like his name's matthew right why did i just no michael matthew michael damn too many (laughs) names michael is like i will pay you when we get to the island i'll go straight Mm -hmm. to an atm just like chill and he's like give me your watch right now let me hold on to it as (laughs) i need collateral right and uh so keep that in the back of your mind as well there's one thing here i want to point out before we move forward is almost immediately i noticed that Jake is just like he doesn't have an Australian accent or anything. He's just a straight up American, 
running this boat in Australia. (laughs) I am so glad you said this because I didn't notice this until way later. (laughs) And so I'm just going to read you when we get to the part where I finally noticed and you'll be shocked by how long it took me to realize that. Right. Because keep in mind that- Right. The criminals slash pirates, they all have an Australian accent. Yeah. They're all Australian. So I was Jake like, okay. Does not. Which like, and we do eventually learn like where Jake's from, right. but I just thought it was so strange. I'm like, how did this kid- I'd love for you that you up? noticed that because I yeah. didn't. It was so silly. I don't know. Um, right. But yes. Anyway, we're on the boat. We're missing the wallet, um, which is not great. And- right. That we get this lovely outfit change on behalf of Michael. He, I literally thought in my head, you look like the crocodile hunter. And then Jake literally said, you look like the crocodile hunter. And so. then Michael said, I don't think the crocodile hunter shops on Rodeo Drive. Oh, and I God. thought, again, you have lost all of your character development. Right? You're right back to that. Sleazy... Right back where we started. Yeah. I... So anyway, they are, they were on this boat to go deep sea fishing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So they start going fishing and Tommy's doing Okay. Um, Michael is struggling with this fishing pole, and he's also gets really um, uh, seasick. Yes. So he's like, well, the reason he was struggling with the fishing pole so much was because he's also on the phone with his like uh, headset, trying to like search for jobs this whole time. So he's like, right, totally which makes not- no sense. Yeah, I I don't know. Suddenly, like, he- explain to me why in the year two thousand you are on a long distance phone call from Australia to try to find jobs. Imagine the cost of that. Right, and I like, like, had this question. Your home. Well, yeah. Well, I, he talks about that a little bit because he just he didn't procrastinate. He procrastinated. Um, but he mentions like sometime like a little bit later in the movie that his phone has like a built-in satellite and can make a call from anywhere or something like that. So I was like, okay, sure, but also no, not like thing. not, not no, that doesn't work that way, and not a thing. Also, I just thought of this. Australia is in such a different time zone than any of the jobs he'd be trying to get in LA <laughs> that, like, that can't possibly be working. It's a 16-hour difference. Th- what the fuck? How did he even, like, he couldn't even plan that if he tried. I didn't even think of that. You're I totally didn't either right. until this moment. Fucking Michael. Damn. So <laughs> we get a nod to Horse Sense 1. Um, so while Michael is on the phone and being seasick, et cetera, et cetera, Tommy and Jake have a small conversation on the side. This is their first of many, like, heart-to-hearts. And Jake <laughs> asks Tommy if he, like, owns a ranch. And he says, um, I don't own my own ranch anymore. We couldn't afford it. And I was like, ah, a mm. nod to Horse Sense 1. Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. In case you forgot, they don't own the ranch. Yep. They um, so Jake and pole. J- yeah, Jake and Tommy are becoming kind of like close and they're like talking about their dads and Jake is talking about treasure hunting with his dad. Um, and so they both kind of don't have their dads in their lives, I guess. Um, and so they bond over that a bit. Yeah. And uh, he, <laughs> he carries the gold coin in his pocket, which I'm like, sure, does everyone do this? But that's fine. Um, and then we get a little bit of a flashback to the pirates or not flashback, but we cut to the pirates and we see like what they're up to. Sorry. Can I say something? You just said he carries the gold coin in his pocket. I just want to say this is a coin that him and his dad found together. Yes. From the treasure that he was talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the pirates, they are looking through, uh, Michael's wallet and they were like, I don't know, looking up his credit limits apparently. And they're like, oh, did you find out what it is? And apparently he has unlimited credit limit, which I thought, is that? Which does not thing? exist. Does that exist? Do I looked have? it up. Okay. Does not exist. Thank you for doing that. Because I was like, is this right? Um, but then they reveal to us their their plot basically, which is being, they, they grabbed this wallet off of him and saw that he had so much money and so many credit cards in it. They were like, all right, this guy's worth something. So let's get some more money out of him. What we're going to do is we're going to find him. We're going to pick him up. We're going to ask for ransom. And then we're going to feed him to the sharks. So like, here's my thing. They're, they went from the petty crime of pickpocketing to now kidnapping and murdering someone my question is (laughs) is this a jump that they were always willing to make was this not premeditated and they only made the change once they saw his credit card was unlimited why not just run the card for all it's worth and then let it go so you don't have to murder a person Mm. like i just i don't understand i want to say it's a little bit of both i think when the girl was like sussing them out in the beginning she like noticed the limo she noticed all the bags she noticed the outfits and was like all right these guys have some money let's see like what we can get off of them what we can find out about them and then once that came up like 
looking good for them with with the supposed unlimited credit limits and all that stuff they were like all right this is our guy so i i do think that this is their mo because even when jake talks about the pirates he pretty much says the same things like they're not gonna like let you go they're gonna like i think he literally says feed you to the sharks like so it's a it's a known thing good so now i want to talk about three quick things that happen and then the next most important part of the movie um so three quick things one jake and tommy in their conversation with each other uh jake tells tommy that there are real pirates that still exist foreshadowing Mm -hmm. (laughs) two Michael calls Roxanne and tells her not to come. So this is the only other mention of her in the entire <laughs> say, movie. And that's the last time we so hear about Roxanne. I don't know why she had to exist. I don't know why um, he even, like, what prompted him to make that call. Because the boat sucked and he didn't have his wallet. I thought they were so going to meet like, her, like, on the island, though, or something. I, listen, I like tried it, to rationalize it, None of it made sense to me, but right. continue. And then the third thing that happens is... Michael gives Tommy his phone because he's like, oh, I'm on it too much. Like, you hold it, so I'm not on it. And then Tommy is fishing. A big fish comes. Tommy leans over the boat, and the um, phone falls in the water. He does not tell Michael. He tells Michael he put it in his suitcase. Yikes. Yikes. Now the most important part of the movie starts to occur, which is the criminals, are the pirates, are still following them. <laughs> and now two of them put on, like, what looks like scuba suits, and they get in a dinghy. And they start riding the dinghy out to um, Jake's boat. The, mm-hmm. uh, what's it called? The Tiffany. Tiffany. Um, so Jake hears them coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the heck? Like, no one radioed that they're getting close to us. Like, these must be pri- pirates. Because if they were real people, they would radio to us. So, oh, no. Um, and now this, like, really weird, crazy scene happens of them. <laughs> like, the pirates are trying to get on the boat. And, like, one of them gets on. The scene is so ridiculous. Jake, like, takes him back <laughs> into the water. Then he throws out, like, a hook. He manages to get it on the dinghy. He, like, rips <laughs> it and then pops the whole dinghy. So it starts sinking. And, like, I just – it happened so fast. And There was – so it was like he's done this a million times before right um, so prepared which so i prepared. doubt like i don't know he even said himself like people don't raid his ship like they go for the nicer ships you know like they wouldn't come onto his boat because it's so gross looking so like i don't know it was just shocking how how quickly into action he was able to just like go and use the fucking anchor to break the boat i don't know right. but he saved the day and it was very impressive and he's also quick thinking on his feet because then literally next words out of his mouth is he's like, they're going to come back. So <laughs> you guys need to go wait on that deserted island and I'm yep. going to go bring the boat somewhere and then I'm going to send someone to get you. And I'm like, like, can't you just wait like five minutes for someone to answer your radio call for help? Like we're in Sydney, Australia. Like there are people that are listening to the radio calls for help. Like, can you just wait five minutes or do we have to send them to this deserted island at no, the second? We have to send um, them to this island. And the answer is they have to go. At they the have second. to go. So the two of them literally jump into the water. They with jump ship, if you on. will. They, wow. They <laughs> jump ship, if you will. And they swim to this deserted island. Yes. Um... And then I almost immediately, my next bullet is like the um, pirates discovering some stuff in the water. Okay, same, but I remember what happened, which is like, we get the classic scene of people washing up on shore, even Mm -hmm. though there's no reason they should have passed out because they were just swimming a short distance. Yeah, I was gonna say, it didn't look like that long, like I think they could have made it. (laughs) Right. But it's as if they wash up on shore and um, Michael and Tommy are like walking around the island, like getting to know it. They find this like cave with like these creepy like tiki heads in it oh i'm sorry i was oh, saying yes. i think you're 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 going a little bit ahead oh sorry okay that's okay so just imagine the two of them are on the <laughs> island and then yeah your next bullet was also my next one okay so yeah so basically so one thing that we learned like in the beginning of the movie was that jake had this like mug that he loved to drink out of and was like no one touches my mug so like after he basically tells them to jump ship and go to the island and he takes the boat away and says that he's going to try and lose them the next thing we see is the pirates on some sort of shore we're not sure like which island or beach they're on but we just they start to see items from the boat like start to wash onto shore one of which is the mug so they're like oh no like what did he do like did he (laughs) i don't know if he says it or if jake says it but they say they say it first okay so he says he must have scuttled the boat and then i said what the fuck does that mean? Same. <laughs> I was like, this is a thing? I go- Did you Google it too? I Googled it. <laughs> S- 
scuttling your boat is when you sink it on purpose. I'm yes. like, this happens often enough that it should have uh, a real word? Apparently. And I love that you also didn't know it because like... Why the hell would I know that? Why would I, right? Why would anybody know that? And they, they do like kind of... I think they explain it later because Michael asks as well. He's yeah, like, they what the do. fuck is that? But I was like, am I like, am I supposed to know what this is? Like, I don't know. Right. Um, but and yeah, I'm so like, he, so where the hell is Jake? Because oh, the boat was scuttled. Exactly. If you purposely drown, uh, sank your ship, like, where do you go after that? How do you? Right. I don't know. So, so we cut back to the island and they go all Survivor style, which is one of the only things I could think because the other show that I binged while I had COVID was Survivor. Nice. Um, and so they're trying to catch catch fish in the water with spears. This also reminded me of the Even Stevens movie. I wrote that they, too. Yeah, because <laughs> then they start like building a like a hut exactly like the Even Stevens one. So they must have had the same, uh, the same uh, director for this, uh, this piece here. <laughs> we also get another nod to Horse Sense 1. Which is, he says, this is not the treehouse we built at the ranch. About oh, I don't even shelter. think I realized. I didn't, I missed oh. that line. Oh, I did. Oh, I like that. Because it yeah. also, what the thing that made me, reminded me of the Even Stevens movie the most was the fact that it started thunderstorming and they were yes. like huddling together underneath this like yes. hut slash like lean exactly to. exactly the same. It was like almost the same exact scene. Exactly. Um, so now we get to what I was talking about before. I'm sorry. So they're like <laughs> looking around the island. They somehow find bananas. They find an ostrich. It's an emu actually. Me. Because oh, so that I, changes things I wrote later. Okay. I, I wrote spooked by an emu question mark. And then later on they see it again. And I was like, what is this bird? And then post movie, I watched um, I, what I wanted to, I'll get to it. But anyway, I watched a video at the end that, clarified to me that it was an emu um so it is an emu this will come back up this will <laughs> okay come back up. yes it will so they find an emu and they find bananas and mm -hmm. they see okay this part confused me they come up to like this tree and they see something that makes michael say oh there must have been someone else here but i missed what it was that they saw i assumed it was like carvings or something yeah it looks like the tree basically looks like a totem kind of where like okay. it kind of has this face where like it obviously does not exist naturally like someone did it right um, and then there's like a snake on the other hand and then they just like they keep walking forward and they go into this creepy looking like cave type thing right which is where the like shrunken heads and stuff were yes and they get spooked and like fall down a hole yeah they get super spooked they fall and then next thing we know Jake pops out and like screams to scare them yeah and <laughs> he's there and this my friend is the moment where I said wait Jake doesn't have an Australian accent <laughs> So this was where I noticed. This is it. This is when you're like, huh. We're about weird. halfway into the movie. I just noticed. I love it. Um, so Michael, now the three of them are together. They were like mad at Jake for a second, but they're over it. And Michael is like, wait a second. Like, oh, sorry. Jake told them that he brought their luggage to the island or like it washed up on the island. And mm -hmm, he's like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. My phone is in the luggage. Like, let's just go call, get my phone and call. The real question here is, did he not think it would have any water damage? Like, did he think if the phone was there after washing up on shore that it would work perfectly fine? Because this is the year 2001. So yeah, there's no water, no such thing as a waterproof electronic. That is a great question. Because those phones, once you could, they, the, the old phones from like the early 2000s used to have literally like that water uh, sticker. There was like a sticker on the inside that if you got water damage on it, it would like turn a certain color. Like you could really easily just like pop open the battery. Interesting. Yeah. And just see that. And just like, so if you tried to bring it in and be like, oh, it's broken. They'll be like, um, you got water damage. So yeah, that would, that phone would have not worked at all. Right. But I guess Tommy should have just realized that and said like, oh, it won't work. But yeah, he but says, he hey, didn't. actually, yeah, he's like, actually, I dropped it in the water. Michael gets so mad. He goes he, nuts. The oh my bones God. and the veins in his neck are popping. He's it was so angry. So angry. And Jake is like, I'm the captain and I'm in charge. And that's when I thought that I'm the captain now thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, Absolutely. And but uh, yeah. so, right. So he, they're all fighting. They're all yeah, fighting. They're all fighting. These, they, he flips out on Jake. He flips out on uh, Tommy. And then basically once like uh, Jake is like, you know, I'm the captain, I'm in charge. He's like, I have food. I have shelter. Like, let me just run this. This is like my territory. And Michael's like, absolutely not. Like, I'm not dealing with you. Tries to like walk away and is like, Tommy, let's go. And like, Tommy doesn't want to go with him because like one, you just yelled at him so much, got so infuriated. Right. And two, 
you failed at making a shelter and getting food for the first three days that you were here. So yeah, I would fucking go with Jake too. So Tommy and Jake leave and Michael goes on his own. Right. And he ends up with like a series of tragedies. Like he falls in the mud. It's like raining on him. He wakes up on the beach (laughs) and there's some random woman in a bathing suit standing over him. And naturally my first thought was, is this a fever dream of Roxanne? Like is, but right? no, it's not. No. I, so I again, wrote, no point to having had Roxanne right, as a character. Exactly. I wrote, is he hallucinating a hot girl? And then my next bullet is, yes, he is. <laughs> right. He is. And he like wakes up and instead of a woman there, it's like a pig. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, the dream, but also <laughs> a very wide array of animals on this singular island. Yes. A very wide but array. But having been to Australia, wildlife. that actually doesn't surprise me. Plus, it's like a random-ass deserted island. I'm sure wildlife goes fucking crazy there, you know? Right. Then we flash back Um, to Tommy mm -hmm. and Jake, and they're at their little, uh, I don't even know what to call it. What? The campsite? I don't even know. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Like, they've got a whole setup. Tommy says that he is stuffed from food. Um, He talks about his mom and how, like, you know, she must be so worried. And like, if, if he dies, like she'll be so sad. And then Jake says that he doesn't remember his mom. Um, his parents got divorced when he was really little. We learned that he's from Seattle. So I'm like, oh, okay. So at least we're establishing that he's like an American and we're not like pretending that he has right. like an American accent as an Australian or something. Um, and they just basically have another heart to heart. They talk about the new guy, Mark, who is like uh Tommy's mom's friend, boyfriend, whatever, this new guy. Right, the one who had given him the gift. Yes. And then we also learned that Jake, who uh, he had previously talked about his dad earlier and just said that he was, like, off somewhere else, we learned that he actually died a year and a half ago. Um, So now they're kind of both bonding kind of over their dead dad trauma and just, like, becoming friends, which is kind of nice. (laughs) So we cut to the criminals who are walking along the beach of what I assumed was this island, but turns out is just an island. Yes. And this is a very quick aside just to remind us, like, the pirates still exist and they're, like, searching for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we cut back to Michael and Tommy and Tommy – sorry, we cut back to Jake and Tommy. And Tommy basically is like, hey, I want to go find Michael. Like, this is not cool anymore. And we cut to Michael – who's like literally even Steven style with like a, what I imagine was a bandana on his head and like a banana hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> That's exactly and what it was. <laughs> I wrote the ostrich is back, but what I should have written is the emu is back. Mm-hmm. And the reason this distinction is important is because the emu starts chasing Michael and he very easily outruns it. Um, now I thought that this was going to ruin my point of ostriches run at 43 miles an hour but it Mm. actually doesn't because emus run at 31 miles an hour and so either way michael is fucking dead um (laughs) he's not outrunning this emu but somehow he does um he outruns (laughs) it this is not we don't need to do a math bus this is simply factual um (laughs) here's my thing though would the emu have like murdered him though they are very aggressive birds. Oh, yes, okay. it would have tried to murder him. Okay, They're cool. very aggressive birds. Well, then this is all a uh, fake, fake movie. It's fake, so unrealistic. I hate it. I'm so done. unrealistic. Um, so we cut back to Tommy and Jake, and Tommy finds the gift from Mark, which he opens up, and it's actually a framed photo of Tommy and his dad. And I think in this moment, Tommy realizes like, oh, this guy, Mark, is not trying to replace my dad. Like, this is really a nice, thoughtful gift. And Mm -hmm. he's very happy about it. Yeah. But my question here was, why pack your son a full-ass photo picture frame in his suitcase and take up room like that while he's going on vacation for like a week when you could have just like left it on his bed at home? Completely agree. But also, I think she didn't know what the gift was. True. But right. Why would it be something he would have needed on this trip? But agree. Yeah. So Tommy and Jake are like fishing in the water and Michael from the woods, they're like now joining each other. He's running from the woods and he sees the two of them fishing and a crocodile in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he starts like screaming and running toward them, trying to get their attention. And the crocodile is getting closer and closer and closer. And basically at the last possible moment, Jake notices Michael and then notices the crocodile. And so he pushes Tommy to like run out of the water and he stays back to try to fight it. My question is, if Tommy could have made it out in time, couldn't you also have made it out in time? I had the exact same thought, the exact same thought of like, he, he 
literally had enough time to run. So did you. And part of me was like, okay, maybe he was trying to like deter it away and like distract it. So it didn't get Tommy and like maybe Tommy wouldn't have made it if he didn't. But I was like, but no, I don't think he did that much in like the certain time frame that like had he right. just turned because around and ran at the same moment, he would have been fine. Right. Because by the time the crocodile gets to Jake, Tommy's already halfway out. So they would have both been out by then. But sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Jake like is a hero. He like throws a stone and hits it like in the middle of the eyes and they all get out and they're reunited and they're like, yeah, you saved our life. Like the gang's all back. Yeah, they're they're but getting SpongeBob. along now. The gang's all here. Gang's all here. <laughs> My three fingers and Chip uh, napkin. Chip used napkin and penny. Nickel? Penny. Oh my god, I'm so stupid. I'm so ashamed right now. I'm ashamed. It's I'm ashamed. Okay. It's okay. Should I go sit in a corner? Yeah. Time out. I'll see you in ten minutes. Time out. Okay. So the criminals. We cut back to them, and we find out that they are searching all different islands. Um, and I was like, wow, they really want to kidnap this guy very badly because it's been like seven days at this point. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, again, why don't you just run his credit card and move on? Like, why are you wasting this right. many days of your life trying to, to, kid- to do a crime? <sighs> if a crime is do this a difficult crime. to commit, don't do it. Right? And it's not like they like needed to get this guy. Like, right. you could have just picked another easier target if this was actually your intention. I don't know. Right. Seems unnecessary. So, the gang, Tommy and Michael and whatever the other, Jake, they decide <laughs> that they're going to make a boat, like a raft, and they're going to get off this island. Yahoo! And now we start getting timestamps. It's not exactly a montage. Um, it's just timestamped events. So day eight, they're deep diving for crabs. Day nine, they're putting up the mast on the boat. Day 10, looks like the raft might be done. And the most important event of day 10 is they see a plane. To me... This plane is flying very high above them, but Michael decides to send a flare. Of course, they're one criminals flare. Right, they're one flare. They only have one. They make it very clear. Sorry, like beforehand, that they only have one flare, and that like that should only be used like when they really, really need it. Right, and of course the criminals see it because they're nearby. Yep, and Jake is like, no, like you idiot like first of all that was a commercial plane flying at thirty thousand feet and then he's like and these are all the repercussions of what you just did like they're gonna see it they're gonna come find us like and the plane never would have seen that what the hell is wrong with you and michael's like how was i supposed to know blah 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 blah. and it's like how are you supposed to know you you should have any sense of logic any sense any sense like they were never gonna see that um but but jacob really goes in here he calls him ignorant he calls him pathetic he asks if he's ever worked for anything in his life and this is where i ask this is really fucking heavy for a disney channel movie what is is going on and what michael says really got me he was like what what do you want me to say that i've never worked for anything he's like i'm 23 years old and i don't know what i'm good at and i was like this is a way to shit on all the millennials who are older than 23 and don't know what they're good at which is the majority of us so excuse you i don't think it's shitting i think it just means it's painting it in a negative light they are because everyone was telling him all along you have to get a job you have to do something and he even says like you both found something that you're good at and that like you care about like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing uh whatever before we get to the next part where i believe pirates come back i'm just gonna backtrack to one thing during that like montage of them like building all their stuff there was this one point where they were looking for a specific tree for their mast and they needed something that was like really um in like had really good endurance and like survived the elements as jake put it so they went to like the top of this hill that they called everest because they like climbed all the way to the top because they figured the tree that was up there was like the best and like jake and um, Michael had this like little like standoff of like well we could either carry it down or we can just launch the fucking tree down into the ocean and like swim it back but like it looked like a really like large jump and it was a little scary and like I you know you never know if you're gonna like dive into like a thing of rocks it looked very dangerous and I was like this looks very dangerous but then nothing came of that in that moment and they they decide to just carry it down the mountain like normal but that's another one to store in the back of your mind these are there. all coming back folks mm-hmm um, so, right, the next scene is Tommy's, like, standing on some sort of cliff, and he sees a boat approaching <laughs> the island, and he starts waving and screaming, and I'm like, you idiot, do you not realize this is the same dinghy that was coming to attack you, and these are the criminals same, or the pirates dinghy. coming for you? Same boat. And 
Right. And Jake is like, no, again, you idiot. <laughs> like, you idiot. That is the criminals. Now you showed them exactly where we are. Yeah. Um, and right. then their, so, their course of action is to head to the raft and then leave which i'm like i don't understand how this is the best course of action because you literally just saw that these people have a motorized inflatable and you have a getaway raft that you just built out of wood and like old clothes so like i don't know how they thought that this was like i would have just like hid in the jungle somewhere hide until they give up right like i there was the caves like they knew these hiding spots and they they just said, no, let's go to the middle of the sea where they can right. fucking find us in two seconds. But so they, they reunite with Michael. They get on the raft and it's not going great, but it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the criminals get close enough. And then in the second plot twist of the century, the woman shoots them. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> she just shoots them with like a bazooka style gun. Like, the hole in the gun is, like, the fucking size of my thigh. I'm, like, not 100% sure, but I think it's along the lines of a flare gun and not, like, an actual, like, bullet gun. Because, like, it looks still, like... Oh, she's shooting them. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, I don't know, but basically she like aims it at their at their sail, and it just like rips a fucking hole and burns a, like sets it on fire, burns a hole in their sail. So now like there, it's been two seconds, and their raft is just like done for. Right. They all that time they spent building this fucking raft. Somehow in all the commotion, they get Tommy, and the other two decide to swim away. And my first thought is like, the two of them are like ripped, so why don't they just try to beat the shit out of them and get Tommy back? <laughs> I think so their their plan well okay one they were just shot at even if it was with the bazooka flare gun so like you know I wouldn't want to like approach the enemy that just shot something at me like right away and I think it was like kind of unclear but I think their plan was because Tommy was wearing a life vest like he could like tread water for a little bit and the other two didn't and so their plan was to like deep dive down into like one of their like lobster caves that they were in yeah and like come back for him but then we learn that they're down there for an hour i well so the cave has like a part where they can come up for air thank god but yeah shocked and we like cut back to the criminals and um tommy's like they're not gonna come back like you know you're wasting your time and they're like oh when they hear you scream in pain they'll come running and i was thinking this is scary for a decom so scary it's so it uh, it's a lot it's a lot and so they like make tommy work he's like mopping their boat it's so weird because they're in this for the long haul like they are waiting for the long haul oh yeah i i don't know i just like had questions about like what their plan was at this point right and like what they were doing with them because now a lot of time starts passing so like jake and michael are back on the island together and they have this heart to heart about Michael apologizing for like essentially being his fault that the, he had to like scuttle his boat and Jake's like eh, it was on its way out like it was really my dad's dream not mine um and and then it's the next day so they've had Tommy for overnight at this point which is <laughs> crazy to me um so the criminals come to shore and they're so rough with Tommy they like have him in a chokehold or like, right? pulling him by the hair what the hell it's it's a it's not like violent, but it's like it's really aggressive for a fucking Disney Channel movie. Right. That's all. I'm and gonna also, say. one thing I want to add is that Michael and Jake did come up with a plan. So they yes. have we don't know what it is, but they have some sort of plan. Yes. And so as they come to shore with Tommy, Michael walks up to them, and the guy starts saying in his Australian accent that you know they they're gonna like kidnap him or whatever, and he's like, my parents wouldn't pay a dime for me. Um. And he's like, but, but, but um, I found this gold coin and there's a lot more where that came from. I found 10 to $15 million worth of gold coins on this island that I will give to you. Um, and so they buy that his parents wouldn't pay a dime for him, but they, I mean, they, but yeah, wait, <laughs> they agree that his parents wouldn't pay a, no, what they am believe? I saying? What am I saying? They believe it. Be- right, because I'm trying to use the word buy in several contexts. Like, th- like they buy it. Like, they buy My his, question is, like, right, I wrote the word buy and then I got confused with what I meant by the word buy. Okay. My real question here is, why do they accept that he found 10 to $15 million worth of gold coins on this island? How did he, how was he able to gauge that so quickly is my question. Correct. This was my exact question. And this is what I decided would be our math bust. 
Is it time? It's time. Okay, so when uh, Michael holds up the gold coin that he is telling them is one of the many that he found, it's actually the coin that Jake had earlier in the movie. And this coin, when he's holding it up, I imagine is approximately the size of a silver dollar. I actually think it's smaller than a silver dollar, but I'm just going to use that size. Um, A silver dollar is 26.73 grams or 0.94 ounces. So what I wanted to figure out essentially is how many gold coins would this be? And since these criminals are clearly very financially motivated, they should know something about gold. And so is this a believable thing? Mm -hmm. In the year 2001, gold was worth $413.79 per ounce. So if the coin was 0.94 ounces, one coin would be worth $388.96, right? It's pretty decent. So Michael says he found he approximated 10 to $15 million worth of gold. I'm just going to use 15 million because the whole movie is ridiculous. So I want to use right. the most ridiculous amount of money. I love it. So I divided the 15 million by the price per coin. And this would assume that there were um, 38,564 gold coins. Now, this is definitely not a number of coins that could fit in a generic treasure chest. So assuming that these criminals know anything about the value of gold, this 10 to 15 million is probably not an appropriate assumption. And I believe they should realize that this is ridiculous. Um, (laughs) You would think they realize that, right? So I consider it busted at this point for them to believe that he found 38 and a half thousand gold coins randomly on this island. Can I ask you um, if there was any estimation or, or calculation in reference to the, the treasure chest? Or are you just like, nah, 38,000 is too much? <laughs> um, well, so I originally did the calculations wrong because I used the 26 grams and found that it was like um, a couple thousand gold coins. And I found that it could fit based on size. But then I deleted those calculations. But so now I know the 38 couldn't fit because the other okay. one could like just fit. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah no, it's, I mean, it's a, a ridiculous amount of coins and a lot of coins. Also, like, I feel like when you're approximating something like that, you you don't go so big and like right. you, you're, you're not gonna be able to see that many coins and be like, ah, that's 10 to 15. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think it's now, busted. <laughs> the thing I, and, and I busted it, but I wanted to add something else just for fun. I was like, let's say they found those coins and they invested in the coins instead of kidnapping him. I wanted to know if what they did was worth it because the price of gold has skyrocketed, I learned. Um, so I wanted to know what their gold coins would be worth now. Um, so the 38,564 coins at 0.94 ounces each would leave them with 36,250.5 ounces of gold. In December of 2020, gold was worth $1,895, which is like five times what it was worth in 2001. So that would leave them with $68,698,349.40. Almost $69 million. (laughs) Can I get a nice? Can I get a wow? Good for them if they had made that investment. But they didn't. Uh, Sucks to suck, man. You almost had a nice time. We really almost had a nice time here. But anyway, this has been busted, and I actually had fun with that. I love it. Um, So while this whole ruse is going on of, like, um, Michael trying to convince them that he found all these coins, he basically says, like, let let Tommy go, and I will lead you to where they are on the island. So he says, Tommy, just go run along the shoreline. Like, I'll be okay, whatever. So Tommy runs along the shoreline, and eventually he bumps into Jake, who was, like, waiting for him. and together they they hug it's really cute um and together they swim up to the inflatable where one of the pirates was still waiting the blonde pirate um they like swim up with like seaweed on them as like camouflage which i thought was kind of silly um it looks like they like cut the wires on the inflatable which is also attached to like their bigger yacht and basically uh they go up to the yacht and look like they're going to like attack this guy. And now we're starting to get like scenes cutting back and forth between Tommy and Jake on the yacht. And then Michael with the other two pirates in the jungle, leading them to the, the gold quote unquote. Right. So he's leading them to the gold and the girl criminal like sees the symbols outside the cave he's leading them to, which are the ones we saw previously. And she's like, I don't know about this. Like these are like not, this is like a symbol of like death or something. Like we probably shouldn't go. And the guy's like, are you kidding me? Like, let's go. There's gold inside. Let's go. (laughs) 
So they go in the cave and then we get a dark and quick scene, but it's like stuff starts popping out and it like scares all of them. And like, meanwhile, while this is happening on the ship, Jake and Tommy like knock the third guy into the water. So now stuff just starts happening really fast. Yes. Um, now Michael is like running away from them. And then we get to something we told you to store in the back of your mind. Danielle, take us away. Yes. So we see that um, Jake and Tommy are like, they, they have the yacht. They're like driving to the, the beach and they're being like, just like, look for Michael on the shoreline, look for Michael on the shoreline. He comes out and he's like running along the beach, but like one of the pirates is still like right behind him. And Jake is almost going to turn around and like leave because like he promised uh, Michael that he would just like get Tommy out of there safely. But Tommy's like, absolutely not. Like we're going to save him. So Jake brilliantly comes up with this plan and then says, Michael, go to Everest. That's all he says is like, go to Everest. So, I mean, what that means is, you know, he tells Michael to run to basically to that mountain area that they were at earlier trying to get that mast or the tree for the mast. And so Michael basically leads the other guy up to that point and he does it and he jumps in the water from that mountain rock cliff. A cliff is the word I was looking for. <laughs> yes. So he and the jumps criminal in. is right up behind him and this guy is like, nah, I'm not going to jump that. And he goes to shoot Michael. Oh my but God. his yeah. gun, yeah, his gun is filled with mud. So the mud just like pours out and I was like, thank God. Like wipe the brow sweat off for that yep. one. Um, and so they got him. Michael is is back with them there three of them are on the boat together michael gives jake back his gold coin and they radio in about the fact that they found pirates and we're like ah they're safe they're safe (laughs) and And literally next scene is them pulling up to the pier where this all started and right before this scene i had the thought in my head huh we got like some like day counts throughout this like they told us it was day 10 whatever like it's likely probably day 11 at this point because they had tommy for a little bit And I was like, weren't they only supposed to be away for like a week? Like, is their family not worried? Like, has someone tried to find them? And then boom, we pull up at the dock and who's waiting there but Tommy's mom and Michael's dad. And I was like, okay. Okay. Um, Explain to me why Michael's dad and Tommy's mom are so calm. Like, she's just like, oh, hey, Tommy. Like, waving from like your son is being held captive. Like, you did not know the location of your children for over a week. And it right. was likely that they were attacked by pirates and you were just right. like, oh, you made it. Like right. even like, uh, so they introduced like Jake to their family and they're like, this guy saved our lives. And they're like, thank you. And I was like, I, I would give him so much more like credit, so much more just like, like, thank you for saving their lives. Oh my God. Well, you know, well, in their defense, they take him out to lunch. Oh, that's that's right. true. You're so right. they, they all go out to lunch together. And in classic horse sense fashion, we end the movie with Michael making some sort of investment or acquiring something for someone else. And in this case, he gets Jake a new boat that they will all share. And it's a very sweet ending, although it doesn't make me believe that if there had been a threequel, that Michael would have any character development. I think he'd be right back to his same old again it's so upsetting they give you like a a little bit even more of that because like basically he says that they're going to use the boat to run their own um what charters whatever Mm -hmm. tours in australia and so they're like oh so michael you're gonna like stay here and like help him run that and he was like no i'm gonna go work as a file clerk i gotta learn everything about being a lawyer so they're like they're really like pounded it in of like yeah he's he's changed and he knows how to work hard and blah 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 right so I, i don't know I'm I'm curious if there was a threequel, what they would say. All I can say is the end. That's my last bullet. <laughs> I know, I saw it. Okay, my post-movie thoughts. I said, this was nothing like a decom. I don't know what this actually was, but I low-key enjoyed it. Low-key. Um, and here are my three main takeaways as bulleted comments. Number one, the fact that they were escaping people trying to kidnap them and they were just nonchalantly chilling on this island for at least six days because it wasn't until day seven that things actually started happening. Yeah. Question mark. Number two, the fact that this whole movie essentially is just three brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and number three, Horse Sense One had zero to do with this movie except the characters and Michael's good deed at the end. Um, and it was a stretch that Disney decided to make this a sequel simply, I believe, so they could use these three brothers in a second decom. Well, I think and now that, I believe I'm in the mind of Disney. I think that just adds to like why they didn't call it Horse Sense 2. They're like, we're going to make it another movie. Right. But we're just going to use these characters. And like, if, like, because you could have 
you could have fully not known what happened in Horse Sense 1. Right. And it would have been the same exact movie. Yeah, you didn't have to see Horse Sense 1 for this to make sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. It was, it, it was strange. My post-movie thoughts were just, wow, that was a lot, especially because I feel like in the last, like, I don't know, 20 minutes, like, just so much stuff happened, and like I said, it was, like, very dangerous and, like, emotional and very, yeah, very heavy for a Disney Channel movie, so I just, like, I have a lot of questions about that, of, like, why were they so bold in this one? Um, It also, for me, personally, felt way longer than, like, an hour and a half. Same. I felt like a long movie, yeah. Um, There just was, like, more plot and more detail, which just, like, very different feel from all of the DCOMs that we've seen. And I enjoyed it, but I was definitely upset that Michael was, like, still a douche in the beginning. Like, when we we learned that, I was very surprised, based on how we left him in horse sense, that he was still this idiot and that he had to go through an entire new traumatic experience to understand, like, how to be a normal person. Um, and he like needed to meet Jake to teach him a thing or two. Um, it was also really strange to me that in general they made a, a sequel to Horse Sense, Horse Sense 2, and then like didn't call it that. And so this left me with the question of like, how did they market this back in the day? Like, did they market it as like a sequel to Horse Sense 2? Did they? I don't know. I, I was confused about that. So like, I, I very quickly just wanted to see if there was like a preview I could watch or something. So this is what brings me to that video I mentioned earlier was I thought I was watching a preview of horse of jumping ship, but it was actually a sneak peek, which gave us some like behind the scenes stuff. Wow. Yes. Um, which in the beginning of like the the video, they had they spoke none of horse sense in this entire movie, uh, entire video. Sorry, they like didn't say it was related at all, which was very strange to me. But um, one fun fact. This was shot on location in Australia. Wow. Which I didn't I didn't expect. I don't know. Not necessary at all. Because no. there was no classic Australia things filmed. Exactly. But I think part of that was the animals. Because apparently a lot of those animals were like real interactions they had. And this is wow. where I learned that it was an emu that they uh, came had a close encounter with, you know. And it was because I was very curious about the bird. Because I personally thought emus looked larger and it looked kind of small in one of the shots but mm. then this confirmed it for me so i was really proud of really happy about very that interesting yeah um i feel like there was another thing i learned in this but i don't know basically they were just like yeah it's we're just shooting on a beach we just get to like swim between takes and i was like M- must be nice to be a lawrence brother must right? be nice must be nice. good for them good for them and you know at this point they hadn't had their quarter life crises either so they were like the first uh, 25 of our podcast <laughs> they were they were living in a different 2020 i was gonna say 2020 but no that's nope. not true they were living in a different time so folks what i want to know is are we better pre-quarter life crisis <laughs> post-quarter life crisis or are we the same please please leave reviews with this exact information for us <laughs> I think the jury might still be out, Um, might need to collect more data. You know, we only have a sample size of N equals one for for post-quarter life crisis, so. You're so right. I'm sorry I asked that prematurely, everyone. Yeah. I take it back. Based on our last episode, our bonus episode, if you tuned in, you know how much we care about the data and the numbers. We do care about the data. We care very much. And I think that's it for, for episode 26. I think that's it. Sign us off. Folks, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Disney Plus or Minus, all spelled out. You can find us on Twitter at Disney Plus or underscore. You can go to anchor.fm slash Disney Plus or Minus to leave us a voice memo. Tell us uh, whether you liked us, you know, pre or post episode 20. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you find your podcasts. And that's all. Thanks for listening to our, uh, <laughs> our post-quarter life crisis. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.